morning, church. Um, before we get started, I've got a couple announcements I want to make, and then we'll get into the, uh, to the message. Um, first announcement is next Sunday is October the what? All right. So what's next week? Y'all remember? Heart and soul. That's because that man's going. He remembers. All right. So next, next, next Sunday afternoon at 5.30 at the church office, we're having heart and soul. And so if that's your next step to be a part of our church and to, to grow, we'll see you there. Amen? If you want to sign up, um, do the next step so that we'll know you're there, that, that you're going to come. And we can just call and, and just let you know what's going, what's, what, what to expect. And so um, that's the only announcement that I do have. The other announcement, um, I just want you to continue to pray. Um, before we get into the message, I've been sharing with everybody all morning, but one thing God's been constantly putting on my heart is that for us to be a church that reaches people, we've got to be a church that prays. Amen? And so we've got to be intentional on praying and seeking God. And nothing in our life is going to change. Nothing in your life is going to change if you don't pray. Nothing's going to change in your marriage if you don't pray. Nothing's going to change at work if you don't pray. Nothing's going to change in your family if you don't pray. And so many times we can get so caught up in in life, and, all, and, and we get caught up in despair, and we forget to just spend time with God. And so before we're going to be a people that see drastic, drastic change, and before we're going to be a people that, that we see people being set free in our very eyes, before that even happens, we have to be a people that first are on our knees praying, and we see it from the altar. That we have to see it from the altar. How many of you pray so intentional that, that you see it in your head. When you're praying, you, you're praying, you can actually see God answering that prayer. See, that's praying with faith. Most time we pray with, oh God, please, pretty please, with sugar on top, answer this prayer. If, 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 if you hear me, God, answer this prayer. Please, God, answer this. And instead of praying with boldness, knowing that we have a God that has his ear to his people. Amen. And he wants to listen. He wants, he wants to hear your voice and hear you talk to him so that he can show you his power through prayer. And so that's what we, we whew, I could preach on that this morning, but we're not going to go there. Amen? We're going to go into God's word, but let's pray. And, uh, and we'll, Matthew 25, we're going to be this morning. Father, we thank you for your love and your compassion to us, Lord. And God, we thank you, uh, Lord, for being the name above all names. Lord, you have no rival. God, you have no equal. Lord, I just thank you, Lord, for being my God, for being the God of everything. I thank you, Lord, for being a God that loves the least of these all the way to the most of these. I thank you, God, for not really caring about how much I think of myself. I thank you, God, for overlooking my pride. I thank you, God, for overlooking who I once was, but you loved me enough to come and die on the cross, Lord Jesus, to save me from myself, to save me from my sins, to save me from eternal damnation. I thank you, God, for doing that. And I pray this morning that we would be your people, that, God, we would hear your voice and we would act. God, help us be people that don't only, that not just come and listen to a message for, for information, but, God, we are people that apply your truth to our lives. So, God, I pray that this morning you would help us apply your word. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. 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 All right. 
it sounds kind of dead in here this morning. And so the deader it gets, the louder I get. And if it gets real dead, I might be standing in the chair beside you before it's over. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Let's see. All right. So Matthew 25, verse 31 is where we're going to be at this morning. And, and, and uh, it's just a, it's a, maybe it's an unfamiliar passage to some of you, but for me, this, my heart goes out to the church. From, from the moment that I started preaching, I, I can't do it, guys. I can't do it today. I got to get down here. From the moment that I started preaching, my heart was for my friends in the church that were living a lie. The whole entire, every time, every, 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 when I first started preaching to myself in the truck going to Savannah every day, every message that God gave me was not for the lost man and woman. It was for the man and woman sitting in church that was lost. It was for the man and woman that was righteous in their self, but just lost as they could be in Jesus. And every time, I, my heart was for those type of people. And my heart just, and still today, my heart yearns for people who sit in church every Sunday, but don't move in the power of God. Because to know Jesus and to know the power of his resurrection, to know his saving grace, you can't sit still. You cannot be moved. You have to move. You have to be changing and growing because Jesus is too good to be where you are. And as we began to plant at this church, I began to see the loss of our community. But then my heart's right back to the church, to God's people who should be the light of the community. And sometimes I think that we say we're the light, but we took the batteries out. We say we got all the power, but we never turned it on because we're walking in our own light instead of the light of the king. Instead of the light of Jesus, we're walking in our own understanding instead of the understanding that God gives us through his spirit. Amen? And so this morning in Matthew 25, verse 31, we're going to talk about the sheep and the goats. Verse 31 says, When the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the angels with him, he will sit on his glorious throne. All the nations will gather before him and he will separate the people one from another as a shepherd separates sheep from the goats. Now hold on. We've got to hold on just a second. There's a time coming in which Jesus Christ is coming back. Amen. And we say amen. We say praise God. But are you prepared for that? It's a great time. It's going to be, I can't wait to see him. I can't wait to, and you know what? I don't want to die before Jesus comes back. I don't want to see him coming through the clouds. Amen. Come on, some of y'all should have did a little praise dance right there. You know what I'm saying? Come on. I mean, to see my Jesus bust through the clouds and say, come on, son. Woo. Better hold up. Some of y'all finally going to find your praise. Amen. <laughs> Some of y'all finally going to find it. But that, and there's a time in which Jesus is coming back. And he's going to judge those who do follow him and those that do not. He's going to separate the sheep from the goats. Now here's the thing. The sheep and the goats were together in this. He didn't go look for the sheep and go look for the goats. They were together. See, see, there's people in every congregation that are true followers of Jesus, and there's other people that are just hard-headed and don't want to, don't want to follow Christ. 
They have a form of godliness, but yet they deny the power thereof. Come on. And so God's called us to be a people that, that are shining the light of Christ through the way we live, by the way we love, by the way we interact. And so there is a consequence to not following Jesus, and that is eternal damnation and, going, and you're going to live eternity in hell separated from God. So that's why I shout from the, from the, my, from the rooftops most Sundays begging you guys to be real with Jesus because there is a consequence for not being real because if you're not real, then you're fake. And there's a lot of people, hear my heart, there's a lot of people that are going to bust hell wide open being good Sunday school churchgoers. There's going to be a many of men and women that has read their Bible every day since the day they professed, professed Jesus. They're going to bust hell wide open. There's a difference in doing things and following a Jesus, following a Savior. Amen? And so my heart for the church and my heart for you is that you know if you are a sheep or that you're a goat. Did you know that you were really following Christ or that you're not? So what's the difference between the sheep and the goat? Verse 34 says, Then the king will say to those on his right, back at 31, I'm sorry, he puts the sheep on his right and the goats on his left. Verse 34, Then the king will say to those on his right, the sheep, says, Come, you who are blessed by my father. Take your inheritance, the kingdom prepared for you since the creation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty, and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger, and you invited me in. I needed clothes, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you looked after me. I was in prison, and you came to visit me. Then the righteous will answer him, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you, or thirsty and give you something to drink? When did we see you a stranger and invite you in or needing clothes and clothe you? When did we see you sick or in prison and go visit you? And the king will reply, truly I tell you, whoever, whatever, whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did for me. And then he will say to those on his left, the goats, depart from me. You who are cursed into the eternal fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry, and you gave me nothing to eat. I was thirsty, and you gave me nothing to drink. I was a stranger, and you didn't invite me in. I needed clothes, and you did not clothe me. I was sick and in prison, and you did not look after me. They will also answer, Lord, when did we see you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or needing clothes or sick or in prison and did not help you? And he will reply, truly I tell you, whatever, whatever you did not do for one of the least of these, you did not do for me. And then they will go away to eternal punishment, but the righteous to eternal life. And you read that and it's powerful. The thing that separated the sheep from the goats was not their location every Sunday. The thing that separated the sheep from the goats was their obedience to God's word. The thing that, that separated the sheep from the goats was that the sheep were actively engaging in the mission of God. They did what God said do. Amen? That's what separates us from, from followers of Christ and not following Christ. It's not where your butt sits on Sunday. It's where your heart is on Monday. Amen? It's who you follow on Tuesday. It's every single day following the purpose of God, allowing Him to be your everything. 
See, religion tells us that we can just come in and sit and put our name on a roster and we can come to church when, it, when it's convenient. We can read our Bible when it's okay. We can pray when, it's, you know, when we need prayer and, and we're going to wind up in heaven one day. We can just go by the seat of our pants and live our life the way we want to live it and it's okay. That's what religion says. But to be a true follower of Christ, you have to be devoted to Jesus. You have to be intentional. Let me tell you what. You are not going to bring someone into your home that, that, that could rob from you if you are not intentional with following Jesus. And I'm not telling you to do that. If the Holy Spirit says, bring him in, bring him in. The Holy Spirit says, let him stay out there, let him stay out there. You be led by the Spirit. But see, that's the other thing. The difference between a sheep and a goat is, see, what's cool about a sheep is a sheep has a shepherd. See, the reason the sheep knew to do those things is because they were listening to God. They heard the voice of God. If I can only tell you one thing that you need to take home with you is man, woman, boy, and girl in this room, learn to hear the voice of God. Because if you can't hear the voice of God, you will let your emotions drive you. You will let a preacher drive you. You will let what, what TV says. You will let what your neighbors say. You will let anything around you drive you. But when you are constantly fixed on God's voice, nothing moves you but God. And that's what it means to be a sheep that follows Jesus. That's what it means to be truly devoted to God. It means you allow his voice to drive you more than your emotions. You allow his voice to drive you more than anything else. The problem in the church today is we don't know how to hear the voice of God. And the only way, and it's no, it's no four-step, five-step process. To hear the voice of God means you have to love God enough to put down things that block his voice. You have to love God enough to pursue him. You have to love God enough to back away from things that does not please God. See, church, the, what, what alarms me is what separates the sheep from the goats is that the sheep listen to God. So listening is so important. Amen? All through the Bible, you go, you go, to, go to Revelation chapter two, chapter 2 and chapter 3, read that. Every church that he reprimanded, he said, He who has ears, let him hear. He's saying, open your ears up and listen to what I'm telling you. And I think God's saying to the church today, he who has ears, let him hear. We need to listen to God. Because if we listen to God, then we will know what to do next. Amen? All right, I'm fitting to take my shoes off and get on one of these seats. See, John 10, 25 says this. Says Jesus answered, I did not tell you, but you do not believe. I did tell you, but you do not believe. The works I do in my Father's name testify about me, but you do not believe because you are not my sheep. My sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. I give them eternal life and they shall never perish. No one will snatch them away from my hands. Now, 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 if you're sitting there saying, now, hold up now, how, 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 how can you say that I'm, I'm going to church, but yet I, I may perish, I may go to hell? It's a difference in knowing that you are a sheep, you are a true follower of Christ. No one can lose their salvation when they're truly saved. 
No one can lose their salvation once you are genuinely, truly saved. But there's a lot of people every single Sunday, every single week that go to church and, and they, they got this false feeling that they're right with God because a man told them, because they followed a process. If you're not following Jesus, you are hell bound. And church, I'm telling you, and I, I got this burning last, sun, last Sunday afternoon, it's just this burning in my heart about this message because, see, here's the thing. We don't know how to hear God's voice. We listen to YouTube, we listen to Facebook, we listen to all this junk, but we don't know how to discern the voice of God. And if we are his people, we will be driven by his voice. One of the most intoxicating things in my life, I, have, I got a friend of mine, when he tells you that God said, and he warned you about something, you better bank on it, baby, because he has heard God's voice. He knows what it means to follow God. You know why? Because he spends time. And we're going to get to that in just a minute. But see, here's the thing. If we are the sheep, see, God calls us sheep so much. And, and, and I love this imagery because he says, my sheep, they hear my voice. He says, I know them and they follow me. You can't follow Christ if you're not listening to the voice of God. You can't be a follower of Jesus if you're not listening to what he says do. Because listening demands following. So if you're not following God, if you're not walking away from sin, then you're not listening to Jesus. Amen? Preach, brother. Amen. That's what I'm talking about. You don't amen me. I'll do myself. I'm just playing. See, the thing is, is that sheep, it's crazy what sheep do. See, you can't drive sheep. Sheep have to be led. I can take my two-year-old little boy and he's been with the sheep enough. I can say, Payson, take those sheep to that pasture. And Payson will say, come on, sheep. And he'll just walk. And those sheep, one by one, will follow that little boy. Because sheep have to follow someone. Sheep has to have someone leading them. See, if you and I don't have someone leading us, we will carry ourselves straight to destruction. If, we don't, if we're not following God, we will, it will carry ourselves, we will carry ourselves straight to the pits of hell. See, I, the last Sunday we got home and Payson and I went out to the, to, to the barn. That's what, that's what he loved to do. We got out there and we had a, a hue, which is a female sheep. She just had a lamb. And she had this lamb and this lamb was brand new. It was, I mean, it was still wet. It was so new. And it, it was barely moving around. Well, there was this other hue that was fixing to have a lamb that hadn't had it yet that all of a sudden thought that was its lamb. And it began to try to take the lamb from its mother. It pushed the mother away. It, it stayed on top of the lamb. And we were watching this go down. Ain't a, a noise been made, but yet this, this other mom, this, this counterfeit mom, began to make loud noises, began to bellow out, began to just make noises to try to distract the lamb so that it would not go to its right mama. It kept making all these noises, making all these noises. And then all of a sudden, the mama didn't have enough. And it made out this bellow. It belted out, and the lamb stood up. The lamb weaved through the other mama's legs. As the other mama kept trying to knock it down, it kept getting up. It kept going to the voice of its mother. You know why? Because that mama knew its mother's voice. See, let me tell you a little something about sheep. Sheep's eyesight is horrible. They can see behind them and they can see beside them, but they, their depth perception is horrible. They can't see three feet in front of them very well. So but in front of them, they can't see. 
So that's why they have to rely on their ears. If they can hear the shepherd, they can, they can figure out where he is. They can go to where he is. They might not can see, but they can go where he is. See, that's why God calls us so much like sheep, church. I can see behind me. Hindsight is twenty twenty. I can see behind me better than I can see in front of me. Amen? I can see what's going on in your life beside me way better than I can see what's going on in mine. Amen? Come on. And I cannot see in front of me to save my life. The only way that I know where I'm going is I got to be led by someone that's been there before I have. See, the thing about that sheep, what spoke to me the most, is to know the shepherd's voice, to know, to know the voice of God is so important because it's either life or death. For that little baby lamb, if it would have listened to the voice of the, of the counterfeit mother, it would be dead today. But because it knew his mother's voice, it went around every obstruction, went around every, every guard, everything that tried to keep it from getting to his mother. It went around that because it knew his mother's voice. You see, that's, when that's, that spoke to me so strong because, church, I'm telling you, Satan is like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour, right? A lion, what he does to intimidate his prey is he roars. He gets real loud. He gets all up in their grill in their face trying to scare them and intimidate them so they will freeze. How many of us are just like that? Satan gets in our face. He tells us we're not good enough. He tells us we're going to fail. He tells us that, that we, God don't love me. And what do we do? We just sit still. We stop moving. And to stop moving means you become stagnant. And, it's, and if you stay stagnant long enough, you'll start backing up. And you're starting to listen to God because you're terrified of what's in front of you. But see, if you know the Savior's voice, if you know the voice of God, there ain't no devil in hell that can keep you from hearing him. There ain't no devil in hell that can keep you from pursuing him. There ain't a devil in hell that can keep you from overcoming what you're, what you're, what's facing you if you know Jesus' voice, if you know the voice of God. See, church, that's why it's so important that we know the voice of God. Many people in this room right now, you're frustrated with where you are in life right now. You've got stuff going on. There's, there's trials in your life. There's, there's, there's prayers that you've prayed that you didn't think God had answered. There's, it's, you're in a tough season right now. Let me tell you a little secret. The only way you're going to see it through is you've got to go to God in it. You've got to come to Jesus and you've got to let him see you through because he's been where you haven't been yet. He can bring you into a place of peace where right now where you're in despair. The only way you're going to make it through this season is on your knees on the face of, in the face of Jesus. It's the only way, church. And I'm sorry I'm not giving you this little cute three-point summary this morning, but that ain't what it's about. See, Satan is a liar. He's trying his best to defeat you. He's trying his best to come against this church. He's trying his best to fool you to thinking that you're okay. But you've got to listen to the voice of God. And if you don't hear God's voice, then you don't have nothing. You don't have nothing. See, church, sitting there in my pasture, hearing and seeing all that going on, God spoke to my spirit. He said, people perish for a lack of knowledge. But he says, they have no knowledge because they know, do not know my voice. You can read that book backwards and forwards, but if you don't learn to discern the voice of God, you will have a map. And you don't know where the destination is. A map is useless unless you know where you're going or you know where you are. Some of us don't even know where you are in life. A little less know where you're going. 
And if you don't know how to listen to God's voice, you will stay stuck where you are. You will stay right now feeling defeated. You will stay hopeless. You will stay in the same place that you've been for the last 10 years, the last five months, the last six years. Where? where? What in the world has to happen for you to get on your face and say, you know what, I've been doing this. I've been going to church. I've been reading my Bible, but I hadn't heard God's voice. What's going to bring you to your knees so that you say, Lord, God, speak to me? I'm not coming out of heart's place. I'm coming out of a heart because I've been that stubborn church goer myself. It almost took losing everything I had before I realized how to discern the voice of God. But what's it going to take? How many years of living in hell is it going to take for you to, to realize your way is not better than God's way? Well, how, how long is it going to take for you to keep walking in confusion? How long is it going to take for you to keep walking in hopelessness? How long is that going to take? Because listening to the voice of God is so important. He says, my sheep hear my voice and I know them. We, if you can hear his voice and you know his voice, then he knows you. That's, your, that's my assurance of salvation. When I pray and God answers my prayers, I'm like, thank you, Jesus. I'm ready to see you because he hears me. He knows me. Amen? So many of you, your prayer life is horrible. It is so powerless. You know why? Because you can't hear God to have the assurance that he hears you back. So maybe you need to get on your knees and say, Lord God, help me discern your voice. Help me hear your voice. See, you know what's awesome, and awesome about a sheep is that once that lamb discerns his mother's voice, it can, be in a, it can be in a pasture of 200 sheep raising sand, and that mama can holler and, and bellow out, and that sheep will figure out where her mama is because it knows the voice of its mother. It don't matter how crazy your life is, don't matter how much hell you're going in right now, but if you can understand how to hear the voice of God, then whenever th when all hell breaks loose, you can still navigate through life. You don't rest in hopelessness. You don't rest in, 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 a, in a place where all is lost. No, you know where God is, and you know where he's taking you. You know where he's leading you. Amen? I'm telling you, I've been in those places where I thought... There's no way out of this. There's no hope in this. But the only way out of that was when I heard that still small voice say, Jeremy, you're my son. And I'm not going to leave you nor forsake you. There's been times when I felt worthless. And Satan has lied to me. And he's the father of lies. And I've heard that still small voice say, Jeremy, you're my son. In whom I'm well pleased. There's been times in my life of saying, I'm never going to be good enough. I'm never going to be good enough. And when God came to me and said, Jeremy, you are good enough. You are approved because my son died for you and he is covering you right here at this moment. You might not think you're good enough, but because of the shed blood of Jesus Christ, you are good enough. And if you rest in him and through him, you will overcome this. Let me tell you what that does. That makes you, that bring, y'all don't know what bringing your shout back is, but that, I, that, make, that makes you want to shout. And I know where all of you are. Y'all see me jump and shout, and you're like, man, he's crazy. I grew up Baptist. I grew up where you didn't raise your hand. I grew up in that. I know people look at you, you raise your hand, and they're like, man, that song gun is crazy right there. But once you get a taste, and you taste and see that the Lord is good, and you've heard, see, you've heard God's voice, and you've seen him answer back, you can't help but praise him. His word says, even if you don't praise me, the rocks will cry out. I don't want the rocks to overshadow my praise for God because I have so much more to be thankful for. Amen. Whew. 
So many of us are just so confused. So how, how do you, how do you, somebody's like, how, so how? How do you hear God's voice? How do I hear it? I want to hear it so bad. How do I hear it? Well, number, the first way you hear God's voice is through his word. Through God's word, church. It's not rocket science. He gave us this. This is the beginning and the end and everything in between. This is, this is what helps me find the end. That's what helps me find what's going to happen. I know what's going on. I know I can know the schemes of the devil because he wrote it in here so I would not be surprised. How do you know? How do you hear the voice of God? I hear it. You hear it by spending time in God's word. You can't know what pleases God if you're not in his word. I wouldn't know how to please my wife if I didn't live with her, if I didn't spend time with her, if I did not pursue her. Hold up. You can live with somebody. You can, be, you can have the same checking account. You can have the same mailing address, but you don't, might not know them because you're not investing in them. You're not spending time with them. You're not intimate with them. You're just living together. See, some of us are just shacking up with God. Some of us, we got, we, got, we got him in our proximity, but he's not in our hearts. We're not spending intentional time. He's not our bread of life. He's not everything to me. He's not everything. He's not, if, if you took your Bible and if you took, and got, and, and took everything, took your prayer life out, would you die? I would shrivel up and die. I have no way to survive without God. But so many people, if you took those things out of their life, their life would be no different because there is no difference in their life. Christ is not their life. It's just in the an add-on. So that relationship, that relationship, that's how you know God's voice is having that relationship. Y'all with me this morning? You got to know him. You got to spend time with him. You have to get to know the character of God so that you can become the character of God. That's the only way that happens, church. It don't happen by, by just coming to church. If I come to church enough, I'll be like Jesus. No, you won't. You'll be like the rest of the hypocrites in the church. Because the hypocrites are people that knew the word but didn't do the word. See, faith without works is dead. So we got to be the people who listen and discern the word of God. We read God's word and we allow it to speak to me. We allow it to talk to me. And we claim God's word in the heart of situations and circumstances. God's word is for a reason. He placed it here so us to hang on to. So when I'm in the middle of despair, I can know God's word and go to it and say, uh-uh, uh-uh. Uh-uh, Satan, you a liar? You better shut your mouth because God's word says this. And I'm a child of God, and I've been set free, and you ain't bringing that bondage back on me. Uh-uh, because I know because God's word says this, this, and this. Amen? But so many of us are bound still by sin because we're not claiming the truth of God's word because God's word's not speaking to us. I don't, know if you know, I don't know if you know what I'm talking about, but I, I don't know if you've ever been burdened down and broken down and just weighted down by the world, and then God released those chains. You know what happens when life gets you distracted? I'm going to preach on this side. When life gets you distracted, you know what happens? Is Satan tries to put those chains back on you. And if you don't know the word of God, if you've not discerned the voice of God, then you will sit there and willingly let him put those chains back on you. But if you know the word of God and you hear and you have heard the voice of God, you can say, get behind me, Satan, and shut your mouth because I'm free because Jesus did this, this, and this in my life. Amen? See, there's power in knowing the word of God. But, you, but see, knowing the word of God, when you know it, it he begins to speak to you through it. 
It's living, it's active church. This ain't just a book. This is God's inspired word spoken to his prophets for you and me to live by every day. I get to listen to the word of God every day sitting at the comfort of my couch. But I can't just read it like it's some history book. I got to read it and say, all right, God, what are you speaking to me today? Have you heard the word of God lately? Have you heard the voice of God lately? See, to hear, to hear the voice of God makes all the difference. Because you can know the word of God and you, can't, and you don't apply the word of God. It does you no good. In reality, if you know the word of God but you don't apply it, it makes you more accountable for your sins. Because you're unaware of your sinfulness so you reject God even more. Mm, Y'all didn't want to hear that. But to hear is not what makes them a sheep. It's following is what makes them the sheep. A donkey could hear the shepherd and follow the shepherd. It's you following. I'm going to tell you a little something. You try, to, you try to lead a goat and see what happens. You turn your back on the jerk, he's going to butt you in the behind. Me and Mr. Nick was talking earlier. He said, you know the difference between sheep and a goat? He said, a goat's always got a butt. I was like, what you mean? He's like, well, I do, I do this, but. I do that, but. I, I, I love Jesus, but. I'm like, mm. So if there's, if, there's a, if there's a contention, if there's a but behind what you say you believe, uh, maybe you might be a uh, goat. See, you know, God speaks through his word, okay? But God also speaks through his Holy Spirit. All right? God speaks through his spirit. I'm finna bring y'all to a new dimension that some of y'all are very uncomfortable with. But the Holy Spirit speaks to me. God, he speaks to me. See, the, the marvelous thing about the death, resurrection of Jesus Christ, death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus is that he gave us this gift of his Holy Spirit. And he says, this, I'm going to give you a helper. I'm going to give you an advocate. I'm going to give you a helper to help you live this out. The Holy Spirit enables me and you to live it out for the glory of God, but we've got to be able to discern the Holy Spirit. How, how do I know, Jeremy? Pastor, how do I know the difference between the Holy Spirit and me? Because there ain't no good thing in you. Come on, you with me? You ain't going to say, let me give my last $50 to this man right here. Uh-uh. You ain't going to say, I don't care how good you think you are. You ain't Mother Teresa, get off of me. I'm saying, like, you ain't no good thing in you. See, the Holy Spirit always, always contradicts who I am. The old Jeremy. When I'm, when, and, and it's always bringing me into uncomfortable situations. You know why? Because I want to stay in control. I'm a control freak. Everyone you in this room is a control freak of your own life. And when the Holy Spirit brings you out of that, you're like, hold up, wait a minute. Because you will just be comfortable and happy and right there where you are. So you've got to learn to listen to the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit prompts you to do kind toward man. The Holy Spirit prompts you to love your neighbor as yourself because he is the, he is the spirit of living God inside of you. Amen? See, he is, y'all with me? He is the Holy Spirit. He's the spirit of the living God inside of you. He's inside of you, Kyle. He's inside of you. Y'all with me? So, in, so you have the power of God inside of you. Man, you can't fail if you listen to him. You can't mess up. If you're submitted to him. But you can jack up the world. If you're claiming it. And you ain't believing it. 
See, the Holy Spirit is in you. God gave us the Holy Spirit so that we can have that power. You know what, how awesome that is? Do you know how awesome that is to, to know that I have the Holy Spirit inside of me? That means when, when God says, Jeremy, go over there and share the gospel with this man. I can go because I know he's already prepared a place for me. Amen? I ain't got to worry about that man killing me. All right, if he does kill me, amen, I'm going to see Jesus. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm prompted by the Spirit of God. See, the only reason you have fear is because you don't know God's Word because God didn't give us, a, give us a spirit of fear, but a spirit of power. Amen? Because that's what His Word says. So when fear comes in, you can rebuke it and keep on going. Be led by the Spirit. But you can't be led by the Spirit if you're not led by His Word first. But you can't discern the Spirit if you don't have the ear for God. So it all starts with reading God's Word, allowing God's Word to speak to you. Then it goes with you allowing the Holy Spirit to speak through you. Every believer that is truly born again has the Holy Spirit within you. Now, if you've just been coming to church and going through the motions, there's not been no change in your life. You don't have the Holy Spirit. I don't care what you do. You don't. You, you, but that's one of those things. I remember, I remember, oh, Lord, I remember talking to this guy. And I was still lost. And I was like, man, how, how do you know? How do you know you got the Holy Spirit? I hate answers like this. He said, well, you just know when you know. I'm like, man, shut up. I want to know. How do I know? How do I know? He said, man, I'm just telling you. It's just you know when you know. About the third time, I was ready to cut that man. You know what I'm saying? I was mad. Like, tell me how to know. How, how, how do you know you got the Holy Spirit? And it was so funny. About three years later, I was searching for God. I was lost as I could be. I was stuck in religion. But when I truly met Jesus and everything changed, I seen that man and I looked at him and he said, now you know. Because he's seen a countenance difference. He's seen the difference in the way I was living. There was not, I wasn't staying on the fence. I was all in. And he's right. I can't explain to you how you know that you got the Holy Spirit. But when you know, you know. And if you don't know, then that means you don't have him. Because when you got him, you know you got him. Because I have someone leading me every day. I, lead, I have someone let, saying, Jeremy, just walk behind me. I, I, I woke up a many a morning and saying, God, I want to do your work. I want to do your will. Show me what you want me to do today. And let me tell you, when I had that heart, guess what happens? God begins to make his, my path straight. And I go straight to where he wants me to go. I find myself in the middle of neighbors sometimes. I've been praying that prayer. And I find myself in the middle of neighbors and there's a lady behind the counter that's crying because she had a, something, something horrible happen that weekend. And I'm in the middle of it, freaked out because I hate crying women. I don't know what to do in that, but the Holy Spirit does. And I'm like, ma'am, can I pray for you? And she looks at me. Yeah, and I'm able to pray for that woman. God placed me there for a reason. If I woke up being selfish thinking about me, I would have been led by the Spirit and I would have been led there to be the light in that woman's need. Y'all with me? It's simple. It's so simple. But it all goes down to something elementary. My hearing. You listen to the Word of God. Hearing Him. See, time with God means knowing God's voice. Submission to God. See, the more submitted you are to God, the louder the Holy Spirit will speak in your life. Some of you is like this right now. 
You sound like, the Holy Spirit sounds like Charlie Brown's mama. Because you, you, so you still got sin in your life you ain't dealing with. You're just walking in sin. But you love Jesus, but you can't get rid of it because you're kind of half in, half out. Let me tell you something. You walk away from that sin, and you, it'll be able to come in just as clear as you just dialed in the radio station. Because Holy, the Holy Spirit is not going to lead you where sin reigns. Hearing the voice of God. Submission is key, church. The Bible tells us in, in, in Proverbs 3, it says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he will make your paths straight. Right? We've got to make sure that, that we're committed to Christ. Then, then, then every submitted decision, he will make our paths straight. Every decision, bring it into the authority of God. The reason we don't pray for God to do certain things is because we, don't, we, we haven't heard the voice of God, therefore we don't really trust God. So if you would start listening to God, then your trust for God would increase. See, you hear what I'm saying? See, we had another lamb that was born Wednesday, and his mama rejected it. And I was the first one to it. And I found this lamb, and I fed it, and I talked to it. Had a big old patch on its back, so I named it Patches. And so I was naming the sheep. That's why we can't name sheep at my house, because the more we name them, the more sheep we got to keep. So my, anyway, I, I'm, I'm talking to this sheep. I'm talking to this sheep. Guess what? That sheep knows my voice now. It was in a bad situation. It knows my voice now. So Brandon Payson go in there and call Patches, and Patches won't move. I could be on the other side of the barn and say, Patches. He'll get up and start hollering. He hears my voice. Last night, that joker came through two bales of hay, a fence, and a gate to get to me. When you hear the voice of God, it don't matter what's in the way, but you're going straight to him. That's why it's so important, church, that you discern and you understand what the voice of God sounds like. And the last one is that God speaks to you through prayer. The Holy Spirit speaks, to, the, whole, the, the, the voice of God, the Holy Spirit, all of them are the same. But it speaks to you through prayer. God speaks to you through prayer. We, we don't often, often we do all the talking. Some of, y'all, some of y'all's prayer life is sometimes like mine. Y'all like one of those one of those commercial infomercials on TV, you get all your information out and then it's on to the next one. You don't pause and sit and listen for what you done said what you want. God, here's what I want. Here we go, Lord. Save this and save that one. God, give me a good day. Lord, give me a raise today, please. Lord, do me this. You sound like an auctioneer trying to get everything out in your five minutes of prayer because that's what you're supposed to do instead of really going to God and petitioning in prayer and spending time with Prayer is when you spend time with God, right? It's when you talk to God. The creator of the universe, he give, he's given us a portal to talk to him, and that is through prayer. When you pray with an earnest heart, you're praying into the heavenlies. You're not praying into that living room. You're not praying to that bathroom. You're in that closet. You're praying up into the heavenlies. And when you're praying with the mindset of I'm praying to God, I'm, I'm being intentional with my prayer, and I'm praying with faith, God hears your prayer. But when you're praying with this, I'm just doing this because, you know, I'm supposed to do this, your prayer ain't being heard because it ain't right. It ain't real. But when you're praying and you're praying to God, church, I want to tell you, this will transform your prayer life. If you'll stop and be quiet after you get through telling all you want to say, 
Because God's word says, be still and know that I am the Lord your God. And when we stop for a minute and, we, and we're still and we're saying, Lord, I don't want to leave here today without you speaking to me. God, sometimes he'll put a word in your mind. Sometimes he'll put somebody on your heart. But in that moment, when that happens, you know that's God telling you to pray for that person. Or that word, so a lot of times that word is, is somebody's name for me that I need to pray for or that I have wronged that I need to go ask for forgiveness for. It, it works that way, but it's in the quietness of prayer. We treat prayer that it's an opportunity for me to get my way with God instead of an opportunity for me to pray for God's will in my life. And until we come to God with that heartfelt, see, it's all about the condition of your heart, this whole thing. Hearing from God ultimately comes back to your heart. Why do you want to hear from God? Are you earnest? Are you hungry for God? If you're hungry for God, then guess what? You're going to be in this word. If you're hungry for God, you're going to be on your knees praying because you know there's no other way but through him. It's hunger. And hearing from God is where so many people miss it. From where the joy of the Lord, there is freedom, church. The Bible says where the joy of the Lord is, there's freedom. It's hard to be joyful when you're talking to somebody that you feel like is ignoring you. And I'm here to tell you, church, God's not ignoring you. God wants to hear you, but how are you coming to God? That changes things. And for us to be a church that transforms a community, for us to be a people that transform our neighborhoods, for, for you to be someone that changes your family, then guess what? You've got to be a man and woman that learns how to hear the voice of God. See, it's so important that we hear the shepherd's voice because hearing God's voice results in obedience and obedience shows that we are his sheep, right? How am I gonna know to go feed someone that's poor? unless I'm led by the Spirit. How can I be led by the Spirit unless I'm listening to God? See, obedience is, is tied to hearing the voice of God, church. So here's my thing to you right now before we close. Is there's two things. Either you're a sheep or you're a goat. That's it. And in the end, in the end, when you die, then you stand before the Father He's not going to look at your church attendance. He's going to look at your obedience. He's going to look at, were you serious about following me? Or were you just playing this religious game? That's what he's going to do. He's not going to say, oh, you were a faithful follower of Connection Church. You went to Connection Church every Sunday. You served blue. Oh, look at there. You even smiled when you was in KK. God bless you. He's not going to do that. It's going to be upon your obedience. If you were obedient to the word of God and you can't be obedient if you're not hearing from God and that's my heart for you I'll be honest can I, can I be honest some days I question why I do this most days <laughs> I question why I do this because it seems like Satan has got so many people so blinded and often it's the people that I love the most that it feels like he's got blinded. Because we grew up in the South, we grew up where we go to church, we, we learned the verses when we were in Sunday school. The spirit of religion has such a hold on so many people. And the only way to break free from that is to hear the voice of God. And I'm not trying to make you second guess your salvation, but if you've never heard God, then you don't know him. 
if you're confused with that, I'd love to walk you through that. But I would hate to be standing by Jesus when you got to heaven and to realize I knew you for my entire life, that I was your pastor for so many years. And then you got separated out as a goat because you never really knew him. And that's why I get up every morning. That's why I preach this word every day. Because it's going to be over my dead, cold body that anybody goes to hell that I preach to every week. It's not going to be because I didn't tell you. And you know what I love about this? Is that God told me one day, he says, it ain't your words you're proclaiming, son. It's mine. So take the yoke off of you. If they don't respond, they respond. They're not responding to me. So the question you have to ask yourself is do I believe God's word? And what am I? What does my life show? Does it show that I'm a sheep? Do I, do I crave to obey God? Or is there always a but to my obedience? Is there always an excuse? Because those that know God truly and love God truly, there is no buts, there is no ends, there is no maybes. It's always yes and amen. And only you can discern that. And so if you're here this morning, if you're ever so boldly to say, you know what, Jeremy, I believe that I have been religious my whole life. That I, I really don't know what it means to truly follow Jesus. That I, I really don't know. That you talk about hearing the voice of God and I've never heard it. I've never, I've never experienced that. If you don't know, if you're truly saved this morning, just be bold enough to say, I want salvation today. And one of the biggest hindrances in religious people is pride. We're too prideful to admit anything because we're scared of what other people are going to say. I just want you, if that's you this morning, you're like, you know, I'm not 100% sure, Jeremy. I need prayer this morning. I need, I need you to talk. Let's, let's, let's figure this out. I don't know what I am. Just raise your hand. There's con no condemnation of those who are in Christ Jesus. Well, that's great. That's great. Well, one cool thing about sheep is that sheep reproduce and they make more sheep. So another way that we know that we've got sheep is if we are making sheep like me. So maybe you might be a sheep. Maybe you might be, you might be, maybe you might hear God's voice. Maybe it's time for you to actually be leading other people closer to Christ and being that disciple maker. Maybe today you, you need to come up to this altar and say, God, I need you to show me what my next step is. I, I need you to help me discern your voice better. Maybe today you want to come up here and say, God, I want you to help me discern your voice. I, I want to be led more by your spirit. Amen? I, I mean, how many want to be to wake up in the morning and the Holy Spirit spoke to you and told you to go, to go this way and go that way? How many want that? You can have that. Amen? Come to, come to this altar and pray. God, give me that desire. God, give me that unction. I want that. He says, if you come to me. Right? What does he say? What does, his, what does his word say? If we're his followers and we come to him, he, he will give us the desires of our heart if it lines up with his will. So let's pray. How many of us, we want more of it. I want, I want to know that I am obedient to God. I want to be more obedient to God. How many want to be more obedient to God? 
It all starts with prayer. How many can honestly raise your hand and say, I know how to hear God's voice. How many can honestly raise your hand and say, I know how to hear God's voice. Anybody? I know how to hear God's voice. Anybody? If you know how to hear it, have you heard it lately? I'm just being honest and real with you. That's what this altar's for. Let's be God's people. Let's be obedient. Let's be real. Let's be on fire for Jesus. Amen? Let's hear his voice. If you will stand. Father God, we come to you, Lord. I just pray, Lord, all over this room, Lord, that you would give us a submissive spirit. That, God, we wouldn't worry about what anyone thinks. But, God, we would only worry about what you think. God, I pray, Father, for the folks in this room that, that say they're your sheep. I pray, Father, that you would give them ears so they may hear. I pray, God, that they would walk in unity. Father, I pray that, Lord, if their prayer life is keeping them from hearing you, Lord, I pray, God, that you would speak to them. I pray, God, that you would move in their hearts. God, I pray that your Holy Spirit would, would push them to this altar for prayer. I pray, God, that we would humble ourselves before you today and that we would be your sheep, that we would know that we hear your voice. I pray, God, for those in here that right before every prompting, there's always a but. Before any, any sermon that is said, any, anything that has been preached, there's always a but, an excuse of why I'm not, or why this, or why that. God, I pray that you would show them that they're not your sheep. God, move in the hearts of your people. God, help us be your pure, radiant church without spot or without wrinkle. God, help us hear your voice and move away from sin. God, move in us today. Lord, to realize how good you are to us, Lord. To realize how patient you have been with us, Lord. That God, even though sometimes we got our ears stopped up, you're still speaking. God, help us here. I pray for every man and woman, boy and girl, under the sound of my voice. Lord, if there's sin in their life that's keeping them from hearing your voice, I pray, God, that they would confess it. I pray, Father, they would repent of it. Lord, you would bring it to the remembrance right now, Lord Jesus. I pray, God, if there's anyone under the sound of my voice, God, that's that's struggling with hopelessness, that that they're struggling with, with, with they're they're just in despair, God, I pray, Father, that you would bring them to the remembrance of your word, Lord God. I pray, Father, that you would move in our hearts, God, and we would, we would desire to hear your voice in our situation and not our own. God, move in us so that we may hear you. Because it's your name and state.